Okay, and, and, and the thing, um, Cardi B is starting to do that thing that y'all hate, that y'all kill Nicki Minaj for doing on Instagram. What is it? So I can she's agree with you. She's, she's out here posting, like, all her records that she's doing. Uh, yeah. She's doing that thing now. And it, 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 this, was, this was something that she did today. Someone was like, yo, I just realized that Cardi B said, I got a baby, I need money, I need cheese for my egg. And then Cardi B retweeted that with a comment talking about, yeah, I didn't think people was going to get that. You know, that it went over a lot of people's heads. Like, y'all killed Nicki for doing that. And I said this like a year and a half ago. I was like, yeah, we, we love Cardi B now, but give it about a year or two. They're going to come for Cardi B the same way you think Harriet Tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Nameless Music Podcast, formerly known as the special edition of the Committee Podcast. Uh, it is me, Tribbles. It's been a minute. We have our usual suspects that they're going to introduce themselves. This is Marcus Sniffles and... Uh... Rappers on Instagram and Twitter are going ham, and it's ridiculous. I'm tired. Yes. <laughs> it's been a very eventful day. Um, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Summertime Psy, um, from the Mix Up Review. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's been a minute, um, so thank you guys that are going to tune into this for sticking with us. We had to kind of revamp things, get us a name. So, you know, shout out to our new name, the Nameless Music Podcast, if you did not catch that in the beginning. Um, but starting off, we got, we got a new segment. So, like, I think the last couple of episodes, we were bringing you new segments. We got a new segment with Summertime, our bar specialist, where she's going <laughs> to give me and Marcus, you know, some trivia bars, see if we really are into music like we say we are. And then she's also going to give you guys a chance um, to guess on a couple of bars. And of course, we want you guys to communicate and respond with us on our Twitter page at CommitteePod um, on Twitter. So what do you got for us today? So All right. So I did this one special for Tribbles. Um, oh, I'm about to get it wrong. It's going to be so tough. And wow. I, I'm, I'm probably going to judge her super heavy if oh, she doesn't know this. Um, but she might not. She might. You might not. Tribbles, have faith. Have faith. All right. So the first one from nine to six, the only MC with a flu. Yeah, around sick. I be what you trying to do. Made a fortune off Peru. Extradite China writer on. Nigga, please, like short sleeves, I bare arms. Stay out my way from here on. Come on. I know that one. I, I know who it is, but I don't know the song. Yeah, we, that's we gotta, what I'm like. That's hard. All right. We got to guess the yeah. song? All right. Yeah, you gotta oh, guess the song wait. title. Oh, oh, God damn it. Yeah, you can't just say it's whole. Right. No, I knew it. Like, I knew when I heard it from nine to six. I know so Wait, give it to me one more time. All right. So, yeah, yeah, from nine to six. The only MC would have flew. Yeah, around sick. I'll be what you trying to do. Made a fortune off Peru. Extradite, China whiter on. Nigga, please, like short sleeves. I bare arms. Stay out my oh, way my from gosh. here on. Wait, wait, wait. One more time. <clears throat> no. I, really, I really know this shit. Wait a minute. From nine to six, the only MC with a flu. I got it. I, I'm you got around sick. All right, what is it? I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let triples go. I'm gonna let her drown some more. No, this, is a, this to... is a team effort. This is a team effort. What are you saying? I feel so bad because I know this. Um, one more time. One more time. Because I'm, I'm right. in between two songs. Right? I mean, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a. I I'm extended a little bit more. All right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yes, from extended. 
All right, from nine to six, the only MC with a flu. Yeah, I'm sick. I be what you trying to do. Made a fortune off Peru. Extradite China wider on. Nigga, please like short sleeves. I bare arms. Stay on my way from here on. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Cause then if I go into another verse, then it's a different person. Okay, well, you said it's another going. person. I know what this is. This uh, this big big is on the track, right? Right. Word. This is uh Brooklyn's finest. Yeah. I was in between Shout two. Out. Like, I, I legit was like playing my, I'm like, yo, I know this song, but when you you gave it away when you was like, Oh, it's gonna go into another person, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Fine. I did go that, that, that hey, that was actually that was, easy. that was a good one. That was a good one. That, yeah, that, was easy. That. that was a good one. It was super recognizable. You that was a good way one. back though. Jesus. Yeah. She's a oh. bar specialist. Like when when it when is the I last know. time we really heard somebody barred up? You know, I know, man. Like real bars, like not real bars, not the acceptable 2018 bar. All right. So the next one I'm gonna give to the listeners. I'm not gonna even like go into the whole verse because it's that's kind of like a dead dead giveaway. (laughs) But I'ma say I rap for listeners, blunt head, fly ladies and prisoners, Hennessy holders and old school niggas, and I be dissing the unofficial smoke wooly tie. I dropped out of Cooley High, gassed up by the cokehead mm. cutie pie. Jungle Survivor, fuck who's... Oh, man. Gotta keep going. Can't keep going. But but essentially, the line, I rap for listeners, blunt heads, fly ladies, and prisoners, Hennessy holders, and old school niggas, then I be dissing the unofficial that smoke woolly tie. All right. Um, so, <laughs> listeners, if you know what that is, if you have been barred hey. up by summertime, you know what that is, hit yes. the committee pod Twitter page, and I will donate five dollars to the first, first person to get it right and so, i will double that i'll donate five dollars as well so that's the easy ten dollars easy ten dollars all you easy. gotta do listen to the podcast and figure out what rap that summertime just gave you I'll, yeah. re- I'll retweet you nice yeah I'm, I'm, uh, uh yeah i'm about to tweet it out actually i'm about to tweet it out right now and y'all retweet it um yeah Speaking of free money, let me do a shameless plug right now. So the Mixed hey, Up Review is having a playlist competition. I've been a trash at promoting it, but I got $50 for whoever can send me the best playlist that can describe themselves or tell a story of their life. It's called 45 to Life. Um, it's $50 easy. The only thing is that it has to be 45 minutes long. So I'm not finna sit here and listen to hours of, of niggas playlists. Like you gotta kind of consolidate it. Mm-hmm. Um, really, that's the only thing. That's the only rules. Like you can you can pull from old school rap, R and B, whatever your flavor, whatever you know. We legit out here giving out money for niggas to just you know everybody Easy. say they love music. They they make the bomb playlists. Like Easy. this is your time to shine. Cause Easy. I'm, you know the ox dj we are one of the official judges so we i'm gonna be in that thing i'm gonna be listening and i'm ready to give niggas jobs like you know we're not gonna be paying top-notch dollars like this is definitely enough to get you maybe fill your gas tank up once a week right i'm i'm looking to bring on content contributors to the ox dj so this could be your job interview and you can get a job and win 50 dollars on the cool easy so Make sure you hit up the Mixer Review on Instagram. You guys are on Twitter as well, right? Uh, yeah, but we're not really. I'm not really on popping on Twitter like that. Well, I'm make really sure bad. Everybody with got an Instagram too, so make sure right. you just hop on the Instagram. Go to the Mixer Review. Look up the uh, rules and regulations. When it when are the playlists do? Whenever, man. Whenever we start getting people that's gonna like you know take it seriously and send in some heat. Like I really don't want to have to judge bad playlists, so I'm kind of keeping it open until you know. 
you gotta give them a, you gotta give you gotta find a deadline you know people work, know. you know people be like oh she said she don't care when and then it'd be like january 1st. i'm giving it until honestly i'm giving it to, <laughs> until like before before november holiday before thanksgiving so okay. i give it another two three weeks yeah because I, okay. I, I i said that because i haven't really been promoting it and like as i should so you know, it's, it's all right. Well, we're gonna a... get on the promo game because we. I want so I want one of our listeners to win the fifty dollars. You know, no shade yeah. to anybody else that's gonna enter, but if you listen to the committee podcast, make sure you hit up the mix mix up review on Instagram. Um, so moving forward, I think what everyone enjoys about our show are our, I guess, like great slash sometimes horrible takes on up. You know, new albums, and we've had a couple of weeks to sit on a few of these albums, but. We're going to jump in and talk about On the Run by Young Thug, which is probably one of my favorite releases for the past couple of weeks. We've got the Carter Five, and we're going to get something new, which is the Mai Tai and Jeremiah Project. So um, I guess let's start. Let's actually start new. Let's go backwards. So um, Ty Dolla Sign and Jeremiah dropped Mai Tai, which we thought we were going to get like months ago. But, um, you know, labels issuing all this other good shit. But we got it. So. How are we feeling? Like, what was the first impression when you press play on my tie? Like, were we underwhelmed? No, I was, I was, I, as, uh, I was, I was looking for this project. I had been tweeting like Jeremiah and Todd outside, like, for the last month, like, where's the album at niggas? Like, where the album? And then when I get it, it's like, I don't know. I just, I feel like they could have did better between them two and Hitmaker, like, I feel like they could have probably put out a better project. Your expectations were too high. <laughs> what about you, Marcus? Like, what, what, when you uh, press play on my tie, what was you, what were you I'm, looking for? And then did you get what you were looking for? Well, the thing was, is I wasn't really, I wasn't like, sorry, I wasn't, I haven't been waiting on this album. Like, I haven't been waiting on this collab, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm low-key not the biggest fan of these two guys as solo artists. Hey as solo artists when i hear them on features i'm like yeah okay they're cool but uh them together i thought it was all right like it was straight i liked the uh the 90s feel to it i felt like it was it was a good little vibe or whatever but it's it's not great but it ain't bad like i'll listen to it again i tried to listen to it again but i was just like "Eh." for me um i'm kind of on both on both sides of what you guys said like I was definitely underwhelmed. I thought that I was going to get something totally different, and especially with Hitmaker being all over it. Um, I was, I just, I don't know. I was just expecting like hit after hit after hit. Um, good songs on there. I will, I will replay it again. Um, not, I, I won't shelve the My Tai album, but I just think what I was expecting and what I got did not match up. Doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad or a horrible put together album, but I think it could have been a lot better. Like with those two. Yeah, that's the thing. I artists. think right. I think it's just because because the light was good. Like I feel like the single mm-hmm. that they put out, um, and I think they had another single. It was called uh, "Going Through Some Things." Like that was pretty decent. But it's it's for me the sound had got repetitive. It kind of got a little redundant towards like after track five. I was like, all right, you know. I'm good. And it had the song with Chris Brown on it. I was like, okay, this sounds literally like every other song that Chris Brown has put out. Like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm tired of hearing this nigga Chris Brown on these features. So I, I don't know. I, I'm with you on the uh, on the light because I, when I was re-listening to it, the very first song is probably the best song on the album. And it was like, this is a very strong start to this to this project. Yeah. And after that, it kind of 
kind of was like, okay, this isn't, all these other songs aren't really hitting that same level as the light did. But for, for me, I, I, maybe it's Jeremiah's voice. Like his falsetto is just, it's way up there, man. I'm sorry. Maybe it's, and it, it's not this whole, like, I'm not some super masculine, like, oh, I need a, I can't have this nigga with this high ass voice singing in my ear because I listen to Prince all the time. So that's not the thing. It just doesn't, doesn't sound as good when he does it. Like when Prince does it, when the dream does it, I'm fine with that. It sounds okay. When Jeremiah does it, it just sounds like he's kind of whining a little bit. I just, I just yeah, need a little I've bit heard more. That. Yeah, I've I've heard that um, that sentiment from a lot of other people about Jeremiah's voice kind of being not the. It's like it's like off key falsetto. Yeah, where it's kind of like vocally, like vocally, he's not that strong to me. Maybe it's yeah. and maybe it's because yeah. I don't really listen to him that much, so maybe this was just a bad showing for him. But I kind of need a little bit more vocally from him. I think what it is is because it's like they're missing that third like link because they're both really hook artists, so it felt like the True. album was just like a bunch of hooks. Like the songs were nothing but hooks, and it's like you kind of need a little bit more substance to it, substance to it. Um, so do but, you guys have a, a favorite song or favorite songs or I guess the gold, like if you put this project back on and you might ne not necessarily want to listen to the whole thing, like is there a song or two that you're going to play or add to a playlist or something like it, that? It, it would probably be The Light, uh, the song with Fresh Montana. Mm -hmm. Those two pretty much. Uh, FYT? Yeah. 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 The, uh, those, those two same thing. pretty good. Yeah, the, those same thing. Yeah, the Light I, I, and I'm FYT. Add Ride It too. Um, just I, I kind of fucked with that one. That was a sleeper. But yeah, I think it, it could have been this could have been a great, great album. I just think I don't know if it was the pressure from the fans because we knew we wanted it months ago when they teased it or, you know, scheduling conflicts. But I don't know. I don't think as much energy was put into this project as I would have liked it. Yeah. Um, fan, fans will wait for stuff if it's great. Like if it's if if we would have got something great people wouldn't have been like, oh, but we had to wait two years for it. Like, no, no one would have said that. Like, if you are if you put out great material, great art, great music, we'll wait forever for that. Well, speaking of great, yeah. speaking of great, Young Thugs on the Run is probably one of the greats <sighs> of the of the smaller albums. So, because I think at the end of the year, when we do our, like, top 10 list, like, we're going to have to do top 10 with, like, the standard album format, and then we're going to have to do these, like, seven, eight track projects or whatever because so many people are just putting out music and they're not really going in a traditional format but on the run listen it's been young look has thrown a lot of misses for me as a recent um i think Je after jeffrey he just really did a lot of up and downs like some of the projects had decent songs but as a whole it, it you know it really wasn't what i guess i like i like but on the run was it for me uh i listened to it every day uh still currently um, the Elton John song, like even Elton John his, himself said he loved that song. So I'm like, you know, Thugga got the stamp from one of the goats. He got Jaden Smith to give him bars. Six Slack, aka Black, is on there. Like I don't know this. This is one of my favorite releases for the for the past couple of weeks. Um, I think this one dropped September 24th. So since September 24th, I think this Young Thug album is probably one of the stronger releases we've had, but I'm interested to hear what, you know, you guys have to say. I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of no's, but it is what it is. Music is subjective. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, it's not it's not a no for me, 
it's this was okay this was um i think it was better it's i think it's obviously better than jeffrey it's better than um his last like collab album he did with i think it was future or somebody so much music has come out but i i know what i'm getting when i listen to young thug now and i'm i don't have high expectations for him the way people regard him I don't get it, honestly. I don't think it's what? bad. I don't think it's bad. I just don't see it. Like the way people talk about Young Thug and the way they feel about his music and how he expresses himself. That's kind of how I feel about Travis Scott. Like I feel like he should get more of that. But for Young Thug, he's more vibes over actual lyrical content, I think. And if you're going for that, then this is a good album. Like if you're just looking for like, you know, certain vibes from the songs, like you can look at the, the song titles and kind of see what kind of vibe you're going to get for it. He gives you that. But if you want actual, you know, to be able to understand what he's talking about, like this, this ain't really for you. And it's not bad. It's just, I, I know what young thug is now. And an amazing legendary I'm I'm one of those people man I, I think I'm I'm just the I'm in I know I'm in the minority I know there's a lot of people that hold Young Thug this like standard where he's like the greatest like even J. Cole's like hey this, this guy's a genius when Jeffrey delivers when he delivers I give him his credit like this was a good showing of Young Thug like some of these other projects if we go back you know yeah I'm not. I'm not singing that, those high praises like the uh, super slimy. The one he did with Future. The one you just said, trash. Like I just, I, <laughs> I don't play that. Um, Beautiful Thugger Girls was not really my favorite. Slime language. Yeah, you know, like he's. You know, he gives us a lot of music. I will say that it's a lot of music yeah. to digest, and he's really a hit and miss. But when he hits, he hits. And when he, and when he hits on like a project like On the Run, I'm going to sing high praises of Jeffrey. Um, and when he doesn't deliver, I, I say it. I mean, so I feel like I, I'm not like a super. I don't. I don't understand the young thug phenomenon. Like I, I, I just don't get it at all. I don't see the genius. I don't. I don't wow. see it. But however, I, I did like his album like way back, like when he first came out. Like what is it called, Bardic Six or something? Oh, that's a classic um, album. Don't let anybody. Tell yeah, you like that album. Bardic like Six I actually, I, I was shocked that I really liked that album. However. Everything else since then has just been like, all right, trash, in my humble opinion. Um, and I say trash because that one, I can barely understand what he's saying. And then two, when I finally do figure out what he's saying, I feel like it's just very shallow. Like it's not he's not really even saying much. Um, but this one I, is much better than the last project he put out. And like you said, Jeffrey. I just still wasn't really like I wasn't, I was not I would not play it every day. Absolutely not. Wow. I kind of forgot about it the until this podcast came. And sin. But and, I don't understand. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe you can help me understand. Like, why? What is? What is the big deal with I him? Know, I know I'm in the minority when it comes to Young Thug. Like, I know. I, to me, I think. To me, I think Young Thug is diverse. Not only with his his antics. You know, he has. You know, especially in the beginning when he was trying to get like that notoriety, like his antics. Um, they kind of turned me off more so than the music, but then you go play the Barter Six because honestly, I thought the Barter Six was just a troll album. I thought like this nigga, 
is really trying to get under Wayne's skin. You know, Wayne is beefing with baby. Like this is, you know, this is just going to be a joke of an album until I press play. And I realized like, no, this nigga can really rap. And my introduction to Young Thug was um, actually through Gucci Man, which Gucci Man had him on Trap House 3, that album slash kind of mixtape. So I got really familiar with his sound because I always thought he had like that little squeaky high-pitched voice. And I was just like, that's not it. You know, I'm like, that ain't, that's not what I want. But like, kind of like what you said, like when you sit down and actually listen to some of the words, and I will say on some of those songs, he does not deliver. But again, when Young Thug, when I when I champion a song or when I say like Young Thug killed it, like you just got to kind of listen to what he's saying, the cadence in which he's delivering it. Like, I just think it's a lot more that just goes into like pressing play and then I guess searching for bars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think, I don't know. I just kind of, I fuck with his thought process, if that makes sense. And I just think he, I think he delivers. I, and I'm going to say this again, because we're about to transition into Lil Wayne. I think the Barter 5, or was it Barter 6, whatever number it was, that's a classic album, and it's better than the Carter 5. <laughs> I had this discussion a couple weeks ago mm. when Wayne shit dropped, but Speaking of Wayne, we finally got the Carter Five that I think was it supposed to be released in 2014? Yeah, it should have been out a while ago, like uh, yeah. at least five years ago. Let, yeah, I was gonna say, like, let's just say the early, yeah. two, not the early 2000, like 2010 and a little, you know, a little bit later. 2010s. Um, is that a thing? 2010. I don't know. I don't even know how to like the late two, 20, 2000s, the late 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20s. It has to be 2010s, early 2010s. Okay, so the early 2010s, that, that's how we say that now. Um, we were supposed to get this album, and we finally got it, and it was a lot of hype via social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever whatever your social media platform is. It's a lot of hype around it. We got an uproar challenge, um, you know, people bringing back the Harlem Shake and all that, but in regards to after the hype settling down, after the challenges are kind of like slowing down, what do we feel about the Carter Five? Uh, we'll start with Marcus. I want to hear what Marcus has to say. I, I just don't. I don't like the way Lil Wayne's career is going right now. And uh, I listened to his uh, his title, his Crown interview, and just the way he talked about how this album came together and how some of the songs were super old and how he didn't even know how the album was structured, how it was put together. I appreciate Wayne's work ethic and I appreciate his his rapping. He's obviously a legend, but he's kind of, he needs someone to guide him. And it just felt like this was just something for him to get out of his contract. And hopefully with this out now, he'll be able to put out something. He'll be inspired to put and put some actual effort into it. But as far as the actual album, I thought it was too long. It's way too long. Way, way. It's oh, it's an hour and 28 minutes. Like, it can't be that. We're not doing that, man. I'm sorry. This ain't, this ain't 2003. I'm not listening. It, it's hard for me he, to do that. He thought it was. He, listen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't. He The thing is, is he, does, he didn't know how long it was. Like, he, I don't, based on what he said, he said he hadn't even heard the album yet when it came out. I can tell. So, I mean. I can honestly tell. There, 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 there are some standout moments on this album. There's some like legit, like this is a moment in hip hop that people will come back when they listen to this album. And be like, yeah, that was that was a moment right there. But 
it gets lost in it. There's there's probably a good album in here, but you just gotta take off like take out ten songs. Tracks. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, like you're being very harsh on this, Marcus. Like <laughs> it was not. It actually wasn't that bad. I prefer more than Carter Four. <laughs> Um, but that's got you're you're being a little harsh. No, I think I think the album would would have been popping had it came out when it was supposed to. But I think it, in yeah. 2018, the first off, I, I waited up for this album because I'm not necessarily a, a huge Wayne fan, but I was waiting on the Carter Five, and um, I opened up my title app and doesn't the Carter Five has what 19 tracks? Yes. Um, no, it looks so. like 23. Well, it, it, there's 23, but there's like one. Skit. Well, there's two. Wait a minute. I wanna. There's like a few skits on there. Cause I don't. I don't want to misspeak when I say what I gotta say. <laughs> so yeah. let's see. As, according to title, it's 23 tracks. Okay. I want to let you guys know at 12:01 or whenever title finally put it up that night, I saw there was 23 tracks and I went to sleep. It's no way in the year 2018 <laughs> will I ever sit down and listen to 23 tracks. Yes, Jay Z included. Yes, Beyonce included. Like, I'm not sitting down in one sitting and trying to process 23 um, songs. No, I'm not. I don't have the intention. The way, the, way the way that the music industry has now conditioned my brain, it's no way I can sit down that long. Like, that, that was a mental mindfuck. So I was already at a no. Um, then after maybe, like, two days, I get through it. <laughs> and, like I said, I don't think it was a horrible project. I've seen some people saying that this is, you know, album is like top five of the year and all these other outlandish claims. And it, it's not to take away from Lil Wayne's legacy or anything, but this just wasn't it. This wasn't it for me. Let me put it like that. Um, again, if this was released when it was supposed to, this could have potentially been uh, a classic type of album for Wayne. But I just think a lot of the raps were outdated. I think he did attempt to go in and make them you know, a little bit more with the times, like adding the triple uh, X feature and things like that. Yeah, I can see what you were trying to do, but I, I don't know. I just think it was a, it was a couple of high moments, but it didn't, it didn't, it, they weren't high enough for me to just put this album in the highest regards. Um, I'm sorry. I put it as like the top three Carters for me personally, um, but I agree. It was, it was super long and I think we all share the same, philosophy that like shorter is better um but that, like you said just bringing uh, like his ex you know even I, th- I think the good the ex triple x um has his ex and triple x but like bringing triple <laughs> x onto the song i kind of appreciated that just because that was a moment for hip-hop and it was kind of like you know yeah d- dedicated to him and everything like that like that was respect and the the ex with nivia and um, his daughter, Reginae, like, I actually like those moments on the album. Um, but I feel like he just needs to go back to Manny Fresh, man. Like, that song with Ashanti oh is God. like, that, no. that's like his formula that's like perfect. Like, okay, that so whole vibe was just him. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, 2008 yeah. Wayne. <laughs> this, is, this was my biggest complaint about this album. We've been waiting on this album for almost five years. You put out the Carter Five. It's got 23 songs. It's an hour and 28 minutes. And you only have one, it's only one Manny Fresh beat on here. Wow. That's it? Like there, you, you found 22 other producers you are more comfortable working with than Manny Fresh. He deserves better than that. And that's why I feel like it's uninspired. Like you mm-hmm. need to get, get in the booth with Manny Fresh because you know he brings out the best in you. He brings out, he's 
I don't want to, we're not going to dive into that. Manny Fresh deserves his respect. He's one of the greatest producers that doesn't get talked about. He doesn't not get mentioned. And, and he, he, he's, he's pretty much known you your entire life. You right. put out a project that was an hour and a half long. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a lot of music and you can't, you couldn't find the time to get in the studio with, with Manny Fresh. Like, I don't know, nah, man, it can't be that. And I think that was like a perfect segue. So for you guys that have been listening, we do this roses segment where we, you know, we pay homage to people who are still alive and breathing and we don't wait until, you know, they're gone to give them their flowers. But this week I want to give them to the cash money billionaires as a whole, as a collective. Um, so that would be Wayne, Manny Fresh, even Birdman, Turk, uh, BG, Juvenile, like these guys, when they came out, they were, you know, like I think Wayne was what 14, 15 when he first was with Cash Money. Mm -hmm. 14. Um, you know, and then you have Juvenile, they were in their early 20s and they created a movement. Like we, you know, bling bling, we say that now and it's like this corny word, but when that, when those words were first, you know, spoken, it took over the culture. Like I think that was a, a great sign of hip hop transcending into the popular culture when you had people saying bling bling and get your roll on and things of these nature. Um, and I just think, I think we look at the separate entities of cash money. We look at Wayne and we hold Wayne into high regards. We look at Manny Fresh as this, you know, this great producer, but when we put all of those together as a team, like they really made a movement and this is coming off the strength of no limit, which was another huge collective, um, coming out of Louisiana at that time. So I just think, although, you know, we fast forward to 2018 and you kind of peek back into the original roster of Cash Money and, you know, people did their whole battles with like, you know, drugs and in and out of jail and, and money issues and all of that. But I just think if we look back at the time when Cash Money was the collective that you wanted to be in, like no one was praising them. Like Back That Ass Up is a song that has transcended decades. You know, and that's a Manny Fresh beat. That's Lil Wayne on, you know, on the hook. You got Juvenile on the, on the actual track. Like, and that song right now, I feel like if that song was to come out today, that would be a Grammy Award winning song. That's a top 100 song. And yes. we still haven't given anyone though, you know, it, we have things like the hip hop awards and, you know, these hip hop segments at these awards. And I feel like at some point, Juvenile or Manny Fresh needs a Lifetime Achievement Award for that one song. That song has transcended races, countries, continents, uh, you know, ages. Like, that is the go-to party song. When Cash Money taking over for the 9-9 in the 2000 comes on, like, the dance floor is packed. And, and it's ironic when you hear that Cash Money taking over for the 9-9 in the 2000s and then you actually realize, and if you go do the research, they really did run rap for that time so um definitely want to give my flowers and you know i wish we had like audio claps to <laughs> millionaires for what they've done for hip-hop and what they continue to do for hip-hop um in their own rights so yeah back that ass up should be in some sort of hall of fame like Indeed. i don't know what i don't Rock know what hall of, hall of fame yeah in in somewhere the nfl hall of fame the nba the basketball hall of fame like put that song in the hall of fame it deserves it right no, nah, I agree. That's like legit the one song that you can play at any party, at any time, anywhere, and it's, it's going to get the crowd hype. And it doesn't it's, matter it's who's like, on the dance floor. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. Really doesn't. Like, like teenagers, like kids these days know that song. It's crazy. 
is it's okay so crazy. Let's, i'm just really quick off the top of my head like is there another song that we can say that's like transcended that like and, and i'm not talking about like we sing it but i'm like because you know you know like the party could be dead and a dj could just literally press play on that song and the party goes to another level for however right. long that song is it just may be that for those four or five minutes you're in that yeah. moment but is there another song that we can think of that like our you know maybe grandma ain't dancing to it but grandma heard of it your mama heard of uh, it yeah know? see that's that takes mine out i was gonna say rough riders anthem but i uh, my grandma my parents yeah. did not that with that. <laughs> really good I, I don't know for me i think it's it's a fairly newer song um but i think hot in here by nelly i don't oh, know what yeah. that does to like oh you know what um the usher song yeah that's oh um, yeah oh yeah yeah that's i don't get one. the crowd yeah that's yeah that one. one that one transcended a few different generations and races yeah. um but but i think but i'm just gonna go and, and put it out there until someone tweets us and let us know other songs i think back that ass up is the number one song like that mm-hmm. i feel like my kids and my grandkids are gonna like know what to do when that song comes on <laughs> probably I mean, I'm, I'm really trying I to failed as a, I failed as a parent or a grandparent if they don't know. So that's how I feel. I mean, this is with a caveat that we're not talking about like Michael Jackson or like, you know, some of the old school kind of yeah, ex. Yeah. Because... I, I, I'm talking more, more of like an urban rap. Okay. Kind of side, okay. In the urban mainstream. Like... Right. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I, th- I think I can agree with that. I don't, I really don't know another song that does what Back That Ass Up really does. I don't think there'll never be another song made. I, I'm just gonna go out on the limb. I don't think anybody could top that song. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but "Roses to Cash Money" and that great song. Yeah. But um, so we had a break, an extended break. I don't know how long our break was, but we've missed some key moments, some high moments, some low moments in hip hop. Um, well, just music in general. We're actually in the middle of one as we record, and. I just kind of want to catch up with y'all, like have an open conversation about some things that, you know, you may have seen and we didn't get a chance to get on a podcast to talk about. Um, or, <laughs> do or we, we talk just... about the hot, fresh, off the presses, Cardi and Nikki? Like, do we say, dive, or into we that, or... dive into what's happening right now? So Because so receipts. Those that are going to like catch up in a few seconds or maybe not, or, you know, if this podcast is how you're going to catch up. As we know, we spoke on it before, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj have been going at each other subliminally on records and then it turned physical at the New York Fashion Week event where allegedly, according to Cardi B, she was assaulted by the security guard. Nicki Minaj today on Queen Radio alleges that Ra Ali, uh, which is a former love and hip hop uh, reality star and I guess friends now of Nicki Minaj actually placed the infamous knot that Cardi B wore when she left the New York Fashion Week. And Cardi took it upon herself to respond to the claims made on Queen Radio via IG. So right now, as we are speaking, they are literally going back and forth. Um, I think Nicki Minaj dropped a couple of tweets in which she invited Cardi B on to Queen Radio to have an interview or they could do um, a lie detector test or they can go on IG Live to discuss the issue. And finally, they can sit in a room, play a beat and write it out. These were um, Nicki Minaj's direct words from her Twitter page. So we've talked about it before. I think we kind of all have our stance on it. But where are we at today? Because I'll just say right now, I'm fed up. At least 
with the Pusha and Drake shit, we got the social media funnies, but we got music behind it. Uh, we actually got content in which we could judge what we heard and not necessarily industry bullshit. Um, and I just think with this Cardi and Nikki beef where we're at at the moment, it's like every time Nikki needs to say something, we know we're going to get an episode of Queen Radio. When we want to hear Cardi respond, we know to log on to Instagram and go to her page. But at what point are we going to get music? I'm tired of, you know, I'm going to do a feature on Jason Derulo's song and throw us up to somebody. You know, like, when are we going to have our back-to-back moments, our hit up moments? Right, I'm ready for moments. I'm like, ready for the bars. I, I, I'm, I'm here for the for the beef. I mean, I, I like, I personally, I like what I'm saying. This is hip hop. This is what you know. This is what it comes down to. But I want us to be on wax, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I do want us to be on wax. I want Cardi to get her best team of writers together, come mm. up with a great diss track. Damn. I, I need, <laughs> I need Nikki to come through with, with her own original bars so she can start rapping again. I need these ladies to prove why they, you know, why they run the rap game from a female perspective. Well, let, let's put this out here. Because I'm kind of what I, I want to not necessarily kill the narrative, but let's just highlight the narrative. We as listeners and, you know, some of us being industry insiders, we know that Nick, not Nikki, we know that Cardi gets help. Oh, yeah. Okay, with her raps. But let's, I, I want people to go back to Gangstavich, uh Volume 1 and 2. Like, Cardi writes her music. Granted, was she writing hits back then? Clearly not. You know, clearly not because a lot of people don't know those songs from those mixtapes. But let's not just act like Cardi can, can't pick up a pen and write a, a, a decent song. I'm not saying a hit song. I won't go out on my neck and limb and say she's going to write a hit song. But let's just say she's she she doesn't write anything. And, you know, I think it's just so ironic that a lot of people are like doing this pen check. Like, oh, you know, what about Cardi doesn't write her raps? And I'm like. Right. essentially told us that and you niggas don't care we still go up for non-stop you still going up for nice for what and all these other songs that he's putting out and all these other features that he's doing so it's just like i get it like i was one of those people like you need to write your own shit but literally once that meek shit once meek called out drake and everybody turned the you know turned their cheek because drake makes club hits i'm like well let's keep the same energy with everybody you know, so when I watch Nikki do all this extra shit, like, oh, you need to write this, you need to write that. But I'm like, your label mate doesn't write. Right, doesn't write, right, right. You know, like, I just, my thing is just keep the same energy. At this point, for me, I've taken away the requirement for you to be the sole writer of yourself. I don't want you to call uh, yourself a Well, I will well, write. Okay, let, go ahead. Let me say this. I When I say that, I say I, what I'm saying is I don't have you don't have to write your raps, but don't come tell me you're the best lyricist out. Just say you're an artist. Don't yeah. even say it. I don't long even, as you, like. Long as you don't follow it up, what you try like you know if if Drake yeah. was to ever say I'm but the I best don't... lyricist out, I'm gonna argue that down because you don't write everything that you spit. But if he wants to say I'm the biggest pop artist out, I can't do nothing but say you write. The facts prove that. Yeah. If um, if, I, if I'm Compare if I'm talking about like Cardi B or Drake or anything like that, and when it comes to like actual writing your songs, like if Drake gets help with you know writing Nice for What or Cardi B gets help for I Like It, I'm cool with that. But Drake, if he if if it comes out that Drake had help on the Duppy freestyle, 
I got an issue with that. It can't be a team of you guys dissing one other guy. It can't be that. Write your own disses. Like if, if Cardi wants to write, if Cardi wants to get a team together and write a hit song and try to bury Nicki on the charts, I'm I'm cool with that. But you can't be like, oh, I'm about to diss you, but it was me and my four you know best writers that I paid. It, I, I, that doesn't feel right to me. Doesn't feel right. But... It doesn't feel right. It, I, I'm, I, and like I said, I'm cool with you know getting. If you need I mean, not that we have to know singles. that anybody. Not that we have to actually know that anybody wrote the shit for her. But you know, I definitely want this to be on wax. Is what I'm saying. Whoever writes it, I want bars. I want good beef on record to come from this. That's why I'm not mad at the Drake and Pusha thing. What? Because it led to it ended up leading to to music. Like yeah, you had your social media moment and people, you know, the press release and all that. Like you had the fun shit, but it was like at the end of the day, like we could ten years from now, we can press play to the Duffy Freestyle. We could play uh to the story of uh Adonis or whatever the name of that goddamn song was. You can play infrared. Like we can play these things and talk about the beef. At this current moment, we can't do shit with this Cardi B and Nicki beef, but pull up screen grabs and Instagram live stories and Queen radio clips. Like, right. I'm ready to hear if Nicki, you a rapper, you saying she coming for your back, she coming for you, put it on wax. Right, not what, a radio show. What she said to, when, she, when, when her and Remy were beefing, what she said to Remy when she put out No Frauds was, I don't make rap songs, I make, uh, what'd she say? number one songs or something or billboard hot 100 songs or some shit make a make a hit bitch like diss her ass and make a hit that's what i want that's what i want from Nicki minaj yeah i'm tired i'm literally tired of logging into social media and hearing a clip from you talking about something on this radio show and i get it i get it you want people to listen you want to get those views up you want the apple music check to be popping but you're the queen of rap right rap the thing Party. about it is that she could yeah. easily make a she could easily make a diss song and premiere it on a radio show. She could literally just say, "I got something for y'all at 10 a.m. Pacific time or whatever she does," and actually like release the song instead of talking about it. I mean, it feels like at this point it's catty because it's staying online. But my concern is because Cardi is who she is, it always might go back to the streets. And like that's the thing that you don't want to take this to the streets because I mean, she just got out of trouble for the whole stripper getting strippers beat up thing. But so. it, I mean, but you say like I, I understand it and I and I agree with you before I say what I'm about to say. But then you flip on because today I had honestly forgot about Queen Radio. I knew she she said she was gonna do it. And surprisingly, uh, my iPhone alerted me, like Apple Music sent a notification to my phone, like Queen Radio starting. And so I go listen to it, but you go from, and it's kind of like, I, I mean, uh, Cardi B said it on her IG a little bit earlier. She was like, you know, are you going to be the victim or are you going to be the bully? Because you went from saying like, oh, I didn't want to do any of this. Like she attacked me, blah, blah, blah. To now, Ra Ali, you know, nodded your head up. She threw like nine punches on your head. And that's how you got the knot. So it's like, nigga, if you want to talk street shit, we all know we got, I mean, we got receipts. Like I follow, right. um, Cardi has a friend named Remy. Her name, well, surprising. Her name's Remy, but she like a legit blood. Got a, got a chest tat with like a five point star and all that. And like, um, she was actually the one that explained what happened to the strip club situation. The incident mm-hmm. that she actually went to jail for. So I'm like, Cardi around street bitches like that don't care. Like, they understand that Cardi can't do half the stuff that she wants to do because of who she is, 
So they'll do it. They don't care. They gonna get. You know what I'm saying? They may have to go to jail for a little bit, but Cardi gonna make sure they book straight. They family right. gonna be fine. They they mind taking that, that. You know, take that charge for they they homegirls. So it's just like at this point, I'm over. I don't want it to get physical anymore. Although, Nick, I do feel like Nicki Minaj need to get her head knocked off for once or twice <laughs> but i don't necessarily want to see it to go physical I, again i'm over the queen radio shit i'm over the ig shit i just want music i want for us to be able to come on this podcast and talk about the music and not the antics because we've had months <laughs> and months of cardi b and Nicki minaj antics without cardi b and Nicki minaj music in which they diss each other <laughs> so well not sublimity though because she does have that track with the uh, future though called Transformer, where she kind of throws the sub shots. But, but that's my thing. Like, if you're going to throw it, throw it. So yeah, no, I agree. Just, like, like, throw it. She even, uh, she, was it, Tyga premiered a new song today on Queen Radio called Dip, and she threw a couple of shots at her again on that song. What, they were, you know, they were, they were not as direct or not as heavy, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, Nikki's wordplay is not as intricate as she makes it, but, you know, she thinks in her head, so it was very easy to catch it but i'm just like yo at this point let's call up the um what is it the url the little rap league get a pay-per-view event and let them bitches go bar for bar and call it it is what it is like i'm over it i'm still gonna be messy and be in the shade room and shit but i'm over it (laughs) yeah the only thing that's somewhat disappointing for if i was like i I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of both of these artists. Like, I I like Queen. I like uh, Invasion of Privacy. They're both really good albums. I'm a fan of both of them. But from now on, when we talk about Cardi B, Nicki Minaj's name is going to be right behind her for a long time, probably for the rest of her career. And that I think that kind of, I don't know if that's a negative, but I, I kind of feel like it is. Like, you, we can't just let Cardi B live now. Like, for the next few years, Every song Cardi B puts out, if she's saying anything negative about some random bitch on a track, they're going to be like, oh, is she talking about Nicki? Are you talking about Nicki? And it's probably going to be the same thing for Nicki Minaj. But the difference is with Nicki Minaj, she already has a career without, you know, she had a little issue with like Kim towards the beginning. But there was a, a little stretch we were, where we were just talking about Nicki Minaj without mentioning some other, you know, Female but rapper. I think we can get there though, because I mean, like I mean, we said, can, but it's, it's not going to be that now. Oh no, oh no, we, it's going to be like this for a while. A minimum of another two years, we're going to have to shit. Um, and yeah. I just, I really, to be honest, I'm not saying I want Nicki Minaj to stop making music. I'm just saying, Nicki, you got the platform of Queen Radio. Let's let's you know revamp Queen Radio. Let's get some real content behind it. Let's not it be you know, just you gossiping or, you know, saying outlandish shit and random ass interviews that we don't really care about and you keep playing the Queen album. Like, let's get some thought process behind it, some intent behind it, and let's make Queen Radio a real platform where people, whether it be the rap girls or the rap guys, feel like they can tune in, they can try to get on the show and they can get some promotion and, you know, it'll look good on Nikki's side taking this route. We see Remy over... Um, at the state of, state of the culture on revolt, you know, media Remy is trying. She's doing a lot more interviews and things like that. So, and that's not to say that I feel like Remy will never pick up a mic again. But it's like after a while, when you ten years deep in the game, you twelve, fifteen years in the game, like it's more to rapping. Like you, you can do a lot more, and you can and you can make it be just as popping as your rap career was. So I'm just really wishing and hoping for Nikki to take Queen Radio seriously because I do think it's an excellent platform for her 
Um, but just the content that she's been putting out within these last 10 episodes, I just think she could do more with what she has. Um, but speaking of state of the culture, cause I, we haven't had a podcast since the show came out. As some of you guys that are listening may know, um, Joe Budden, Scotty Bean, is it Beeman or Bean? Just Scotty. Bean. I think it's Scotty Bean. Okay. So Scotty Bean, Remy Ma, and Lord forgive me, the guy, Jinx. Yes, Jinx. Yes, Jinx. So they have a show on Revolt, and it's, you know, kind of like the real meets the Breakfast Club. So a lot of pop culture, rap culture, um, conversations. Um, but it's a it's an interesting dynamic, I will say. Um, but as of recent, a lot of the clips have been going viral, whether you know, it's Revolt slash Joe Button and company doing them to get people to pay attention to them or the content is just that great. Um, but as a recent, I know, Marcus, you pointed out a clip where Joe Button and Scotty kind of had words over. Um, I cannot remember the young lady's name that released the tell all book. Brittany. Brittany Renner. Br- yeah, Brittany Renner. I said um, that she- too fast. I don't I'm not comfortable with how fast I said that. Yeah, because I think yeah. she's a porn star. Isn't she a porn star? Uh, she's an Instagram model, so. Does, oh, okay. does, she have video, does she have videos on Pornhub, Marcus? I can neither Ooh, confirm. I can neither confirm <laughs> nor deny ask. that. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Oh gosh! <laughs> well, Miss Britney released a tell-all book, in which in this clip that you see, that you probably seen floating on the internet, um, Joe Button had a choice of words for Scotty, in which he wanted her to keep the same energy about uh, defending. I guess, Brittany. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So, Marcus, I know you brought it up to us in kind of like the group chat. Like, what was your thought process when you watched that video? And like, you know, did you go watch the full episode or like what happened? I I did not watch the full episode. I just I just watched the clip. I saw the clip. I saw a lot of people talking about it. Um, th- that's that's really my only uh, issue with Joe Budden. I feel like he puts out you know, great content. I don't, I don't listen to it, but I know he gets people talking, uh, his podcast, he's got the show. Um, those are, those are big deals. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's not a, he's essentially like a gatekeeper for, for hip hop and urban culture right now. Like he's the guy that you want to go to and talk Like He does interviews now that with the, the pull up. So he's got a lot of, you know, platforms out there to, to get Media his voice out there. Yeah, exactly. So he's got a lot of stuff out there. Mad props to him. He's doing great things. But that clip is the reason why I don't listen to any of his stuff. Like I tried to wow. watch, I tried to watch State of the Culture. I tried to listen to the podcast. I do, I did watch his interview with Vince Staples, but that was more for Vince Staples and not Joe Budden. I just can't, I cannot get through the yelling. I don't know what it is with me. Oh, well, when, yeah. someone's, when someone's trying to get a point across and you're just yelling over them constantly. And I don't want this, this is not a, you know, a, a male, female thing where it's like this man is yelling at this woman and that's sexist. It's just, it could have been him yelling at, cause he did it with the, uh, he did the academics. academics. Yeah. When he was doing it on that show, I'm like, oh God, I can't watch this. And even Remy Ma, Remy Ma yells on uh, the other dude, uh, Jinx. She yeah. yells at him sometimes. I'm just like, I can't, I can't do the yelling on, on, on shows like that. Like if you're going to have a conversation, have a conversation. If you're going to disagree, at least ah, let the person get it though. At least I get let it, the person get their point out before you're just like, well, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm out then. Like that's the turn off <laughs> uh, for me. 
<laughs> so, I kind of speak that language, so I appreciate the yelling. I think um, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm like that's me. Like when I get passionate about something, like we gonna yeah, I'm gonna elevate. Um, so summertime, did you happen to see the clip? I did see the clip, man. I didn't. I was trying to find the episode today, but I guess it hasn't necessarily aired. I, I guess it aired like this evening around like five, so I didn't get a chance to watch the full episode. Um, but I, I, I wasn't turned off by like the yelling or anything, just because, like I said, I speak that language. But I don't know. I, I, I guess I see where Scotty's trying to come from with the whole idea that women um, deserve the right to do the same things that men do. But at the same time, like I mean. You got to call a scum a scum when you see it. Like, she's just trying to make some cash off of her her body count. And that's corny. I think, I don't know. I read, because every time a tweet goes viral, I like to read the comments just to get a general consensus of what the internet thinks. And a lot of people were very upset with Joe. but, But I was just like, I got it. Like, I get what he says. And I think being a woman, you do feel the need to protect women at all times. But I think we're so easy to say, all right, this situation goes on, so it's fuck Joe Button, it's fuck whatever man did something wrong in the news. But when women fuck up, it's kind of like, we'll take the L, but it's like, we're going to talk in the group chat about it. We're not going to put that on Twitter or, you know, we're not going to call such and such out on, on her bullshit. we just going, you know, we're going to keep it to the heart and maybe text her privately. But it's like, when a nigga does something wrong, whether we got the full story or not, it's like, we have to condemn it. And so it's like, I saw what Joe Button was said. I think his, the wording he, ch- he chose to use is what rubbed people off. Because fake women empowerment bullshit is not a sentence you want to say in 2018. I'm sorry. I got what he was talking about. I knew what he meant. But just those words, you cannot utter that in this day and age. That, that is a quick cancel card for Joe Button. So I think it was the way the words that he chose to say, but I think his intention, his intention and what he was actually trying to get Scotty to see, because I have watched a few episodes of the show. And when they do get into, you know, the Me Too movement and and things of that nature, she's very vocal. She's very loud, kind of how like Joe was. Maybe not Joe crazy loud, but she, you know, elevates her voice to get the points across that these niggas is, is scum. They trash, you know? So it's like when you see a woman doing trash like behavior, because if I don't know some random rapper or some random like if Safari puts out a tell-all book about every girl that slid in his DMs after you know his nudes leak, she would have an issue with that. So like, why can't we keep the same energy and just say Britney like that whole superhead model thing of like I'm a fuck everybody and write a book or what was the other famous girl Cat Stacks I'm a you know fuck this nigga and put it out like. We over that, sweetheart. Like, we know these rapper niggas ain't shit. We know these entertainers ain't shit. They just want to nut. That's fine. Like, let that go. We don't need a tell-all book in the year 2018. Instagram, Twitter, uh, likes, shares, all that shit tell us what we need to know. We don't need this book. So, I, I'm i not going to say I'm team Joe Button, but I saw where Joe Button was coming from. I just felt like th- the delivery and some of his word choice was not what he needed to say to get that point across, though. Yeah, I think it's just the day and the age that we're at, especially with feminism and just the attention that women are is getting with the Me Too movement and stuff like that. Like, we're tired of playing games with men. (laughs) I mean, unfortunately, the reality is is that we do live in like a very toxic masculinity society. So it's almost like we have to go overboard. But 
it's a balance between the two because, like I said, trifling is trifling, and Brittany is trifling for that. She's probably going to get, what, a, a half a mil off this deal or something, if that. I mean, to throw a couple people's names under the bus. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, I mean, what else happened since we've been gone? I think we have- I just want to plug Nao. I don't know if you guys know who she is, but she's a singer from the UK. Um, her album dropped last week, and it is phenomenal. I'm gonna check um, that out. Yeah, man, she's dope. She's she's you know got the new R and B wave sound to it. Um, so yeah, I just want to plug her because I don't think she gets the recognition she deserves. Okay, well, um, I know for me, um. I guess since we've been break, I really enjoy this new this new Cardi song. I don't know if it's the beat because I've been listening to oh, like many. the lyrics. I've been listening to the lyrics, and granted, they're not like you know barred up, but I don't know if it's the beat. But I I like that song a lot, and I I think I liked it from like the first time it came on to like now when I, I don't yeah. Know. I think she the, went back to her uh, Bodak Yellow producer um, for that song, so I think the plan is for it to be another club banger. Well, it, to me, it's it's interesting because I'm I don't know if Atlantic is prepping for this because somebody's it was a rumor like and this was like two three months ago that Cardi was going to release a second project this year. She so is going to do the re-release of. Oh, um, so she's re-releasing. She is. I think it's supposed to come out at the end of the year. She's re-releasing. Um, um, what's the name of her album? Invasion um, yeah, uh, reload it with like extra songs. So I'm assuming like this money song is gonna be on there. Okay, because I, I heard it and I'm just like, literally, my mm-hmm. brain goes, "Well, wait," because Cardi, you know, as we know, she's been doing a lot of pop features because, mm-hmm. again, you know, she's she's transcending both genres. And so when I hear money, I'm like, this is a strictly urban track. Like this, I mean, it may hit top forty because it's Cardi B, but I'm like this is for the niggas like this is for the bodak yellows the gangsta bitch volume one people like this is that cardi so i like when i first heard i was like well are they prepping to put out an album and if this second album is going to be urban like they really believe in her that she's going to carry these numbers you know comparing it to you know the first um her first album where you did see a lot of those like pop friendly features with your chance to rappers and k-lines and things like that Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's um did anybody listen to Shaq West's album I did I could not I mean I gonna lie I like his single even though I can't really yeah no I got yeah. yeah yeah that song goes hard but the rest of it I was like all right <laughs> nah I didn't listen to it. I just knew I like Mo Bamba and I was like I don't really want to like distort my ears with what what, what you really sound like yeah don't song. do it yeah <laughs> no, don't don't do it I tried I tried but yeah Oh, the single's nice though. What about um the new Rhapsody and J Cole? Oh, fire! Yes, fire. that should have been that should have been happening. Like they're both from the same state. Like how does that not? And knife wonder, and knife wonder, exactly. Let's go, knife North wonder. Carolina. Like, come on, North Carolina takeover. Oh man, shout I meant to, to tweet you that day. Yeah, no, that was a dope. That was a dope song. Yeah, shout out to the Tar Heel State. Why doesn't Rhapsody get the credit she deserves? I don't understand. Well, first, I don't get it. Wait, Rhapsody did something the other day. <laughs> like, maybe it's a couple weeks ago. And somebody tweeted, like, this is why no one listens to your music. And I was just like, so weak. Damn, something happened. And she spoke on something. And it wasn't of what the internet wanted her to say. Mm-hmm. And they tore her to shreds. But I don't know. Before that, I don't really know why people don't listen to Rhapsody. You uh-huh. know, we, we 
we're so quote unquote and when I say we I'm just speaking in general we're so caught up on like we need to be barred up and she bars us up you say we need you know something that can play in a club or something that can go in and you know in, in our speaker system she gives us that um she raps with the guys she raps you know in some cases she raps better than some of the guys that she puts on her tracks so I mean the short answer to that is I don't know I think you know, the masses will love to, you know, the masses love to bring up Rhapsody when we're having our Nikki Cardi debates. Like, why don't we focus on Rhapsody? And then Rhapsody drops this dope-ass song with a dope-ass feature from Mr. I Don't Need No Features, and it's silent. <laughs> like, I've seen no... And this is why J. Cole kills me with this whole no feature thing, because he sounds so good on features. I, yeah, I don't he understand. Gave, he Flag. gave six like one, though. He fraud. gave six lakh a fucking verse, okay? If I was honestly, if I was in charge of Rapsy's career, I think I might just throw throw my hat in the ring in this in this Nikki Cardi thing. Like, not not get on like a rate. Not do <laughs> what are you gonna do? What no, 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 not do it. Just drop a freestyle. Fuck yeah, it, exactly. Freestyle. Get on the get on the radio. Go to Funkmaster Flex or whoever. Do a freestyle diss both of them. This do do what uh, do your version of the control verse. This every female rapper out right now. This all of them. Come, come for like. Let it be known. Yo, like, do yo, control, I'm, I'm, do the control. Yeah, do your version of the control verse. Drop name, that drop every fun. name, drop every female rapper. So there's no mistake about who you're talking about and what you're out here trying to do. Like, no, like I run all you bitches. And then even you know what? Drop some. Uh, drop Kendrick. Like, put out there. Like, yo, I I ate your ass on that song, on that power song. Like, I destroyed you. I went bar for bar with J. Cole. Who's fucking like you need to get out? She needs to put her nuts on the table. That's what she needs to do. Yeah. That's why people don't fuck with her. But she, I don't think, but I don't that think that's her personality. So it's like it's hard you need, to keep somebody. You need that. Yeah. You need that in rap though. You you kind of need that. You need that like a great you gotta there's gotta be a part of you that's like you gotta be competitive. Like I'm number one, I'm the best, and I'm gonna go out here and prove it. If I hurt some people's feelings, that's what it's gotta be. Like that's what I would do. Look, I stand behind that. I wish you were a manager because I would love to hear that that track come out and watch the stands react and try to. I mean, I, you know, like, I got, I got, I got one good idea, and then I got ten bad ideas because I was gonna like my original idea was like, all right, you need to put some thirst traps out there. That'd have been my no, first idea. It's a, <laughs> a very bad idea <laughs> if she wants to be like set herself apart. Um. So also new releases. This was also a very, 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 very horrible project. But I just want to hear you guys confirm it. Quavo dropped his solo project. Um. Did anybody have a chance to listen? If you didn't, it's trash. (laughs) But if you didn't, I could save you the the nineteen tracks. It was trash. I didn't think it was that bad. No, it was trash. I, I, I saw a lot of those comments on social media and I was like, oh. I didn't, I didn't need 19 tracks from Quavo. Quavo well, I, was, I agree. I agree. I needed, I needed eight, eight great tracks from Quavo and I didn't get them. And I think, um, and, and shout out to Jasmine because we were talking about this yesterday because, you know, Takeoff released his single the other day, which was really good. Um, but take- how you say Quavo's trash within the offstate? I don't get it. Um, no, I, mean, I said, no, I said Takeoff single. He dropped the single. It was really good. Right. And How it, was that really good, but, but Quavo is trash? They sound the same. Was, th- that's the nah, joke. They really don't. They nah, really don't. Nah, nah, nah. Um, but I think in the way in the way Jasmine explained, I'm going to steal her analogy, she was just basically like, Migos is like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it's like Quavo's peanut butter, Offset is jelly, 
and uh, take off is the bread. And it's like, you, I don't know. I get what QC is doing. So if you, if people haven't paid attention, QC, uh, quality control, they're trying to do, well, I won't say trying because they're actively doing it, but they're doing what essentially um, good music did is letting all of their artists kind of drop these, these albums. So we saw uh, Lil Baby dropped a project before we got the Quavo album. Uh, Lil Yachty also dropped a, pr- a project before Quavo. Then you have Quavo. Uh, Takeoffs should be coming out this Friday. They haven't necessarily teased or said anything about Offset solo project, but I do know that the City Girls are in the studio and they're probably most likely going to drop around that Dece- December time. Did JT, JT get free? Out. She's out in December. So I think that, but she was doing a lot of work before she went in. So I think that they're going to like do this collective. And I wouldn't be surprised to see like a tour, like a joint QC quality control tour. But I'm just not here for Migo solo projects. I think Takeoff's project will be better than Quavo's, but I still don't want to sit through. I barely want to sit through 19 Migos tracks. Yeah. So I know I don't want to hear 19 or however many ever tracks of one solo part of the Migos. I think Quavo read into his Twitter a lot. He saw his Instagram and people like, you should go solo. You should do it. And he did it. And you realize. You got exposed. It, it just, it just sounds like a whole bunch of like, uh, what do you call Ad-lib. it? Not, re- not reference tracks, but like, um, Demos, Demo. yeah, it's not like a whole bunch of Migos demos on Quavo's project. That's I think that's why I didn't fuck with it. It was just like it sounded like this was gonna be a bomb ass Migos song once everybody got on it, but it's just Quavo. And so I'm now yeah. like, I guess I didn't have high expectations. So the joint, I didn't, but I didn't think it was gonna be that trash. <laughs> okay, I mean, but I, I've heard that that it was bad to a lot of people. So I think I'm a, the minority that would be like, I might go back and play a couple songs. I like, I kind of like that song with Cardi and uh, Madonna. Yeah. I, um, I was going to say the most damning thing about this Quavo album is he has a song with Cardi B, who is arguably the hottest rapper out. Song is the hottest rapper out. And none of those songs are doing anything. Like I don't hear those two songs anywhere. Yeah, and, and and you get you get a Drake and Cardi B feature on an album, your album should do numbers, and they're not, and that's an indictment on him. Yeah, yeah I think a lot of people thought it was trash. Like I definitely only saw a few people say they. Actually I think the only song that kind of like you know stuck for a moment was Huncho Dreams, but that was because you know it involved Nicki Minaj. You know her fans are gonna always make something be something so right oh um, yeah the 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 reference track to, to nikki i, I thought yeah. that was funny yeah so uh, i don't know i but i am i am anticipating um takeoff's album i don't have expectations for it but i know it's gonna sound better than quavo's and um i i will be interested to see if offset is gonna premiere a solo project as well so we'll see and because oh I think everybody's dropping this year before the year is up. I think Offset has a song. I think Offset's project is coming because allegedly it's a song on there in which he refers to Cardi B as his Beyonce. But you know, like Cardi and Offset have like not normal, I guess, relationship goals type thing. So they use the bitch and niggas and, you know, they don't necessarily talk as highly of each other, but they love each other very well. And according to some like blogger and bloggers and reporters that Jay-Z kind of ran up on 
Offset at uh, I think the LA one of the LA shows uh, for the Drake and Migos tour and pulled you know Offset to the side and basically was like scrap you know dead that song so I'm interested to see if the song is going to come out again I don't know if that's 100% true that's what the rumors are saying so we shall see when we get if and or when we get the solo Offset project so, yeah I think um, it's coming. I did hear yeah. that rumor, so we'll see. Yeah. So, um, Marcus, this week, what's in the crate? What do we? What? What should we? Or what should our listeners be listening to um, once they cut off this podcast? What's the song they should go immediately play? Okay. So this is more so for me. Uh, I had this weird thing where if there's an artist whose album is coming out that I'm very, very, very excited about, I will not listen to their singles until the album comes out and that's I know it's kind of weird but that's just kind of something I do um I didn't I didn't listen to any of the singles from like J. Cole's album from Kendrick's album I just I'm just like you know what give me the whole project I need the whole thing so the song that I listened to I guess it was I guess a week ago was a song called Tense with Anderson Peck and Kendrick Lamar now this song has been out for a while but I just I didn't listen to it because I'm a big fan of Anderson Pack. I'm a big fan of his music, and I think he's great. I think he should be mentioned in the same conversation as uh, Bruno Mars. How you know how big Bruno Mars is? They're like, oh, he's super talented, blah blah blah. I feel like Anderson Pack is right up there with him as far as talent wise goes and uh, song production. But I listened to this song, and this song is great, and the music video is super cool. Uh, Kendrick Lamar drops a you know he does what Kendrick Lamar does, and I'm just going to go ahead and, like, I feel like he's going to put out the best album of the year, of 2018, because I think he's that talented. I think he's that skillful. Uh, his production is just great. Like, if you listen to uh, Compton, the album Compton, mm-hmm. all the best songs from that album have something with Anderson Pack on it. Like, he's partly why that song, that album is so great. So Oh, the Dr. Dre genre. Yeah, yeah, the Dr. Yeah, Dre yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so the, the a lot of the highs of that album involve him and his. He's he's essentially a musical Connor. genius. <laughs> yes, yes, that too. But uh, as, you know, he's a he he's the production. He's got a, a unique voice, so he kind of stands mm-hmm. out. So I, I can appreciate that. So if you're not on Anderson Pack at this point, go check out Venice. Check out Malibu. Um, I just like check Malibu. Out- yeah, all, like those two albums are great. Those are great albums, and they just really didn't. I feel like they caught on for some people. Like if you knew, if you knew about it, then you were like, yeah, this is it. But they weren't, I guess, mainstream enough. And that and that's fine. That's cool. But if you know about Anderson Pack, then you're like, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you probably feel the same way about this upcoming album. So check it out. I know I'm super late because I'm a weirdo about these things, but <laughs> listen to this uh single and you know pre-order the album whenever it comes out and, and check it out because I think it's going to be something that we're going to talk about for a long time. Most definitely, yeah. So make sure you guys check out Anderson Pack. Um, so yeah, our, our welcome back, our first official uh, episode with the name, the nameless podcast, music podcast. Um, yeah, we got shout outs before we get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Shout out to everybody being busy. Like, just keep let's keep the messiness going. Just like whatever. Hey, be <laughs> be the entertainment is is. We are definitely getting no music, but we get right. <laughs> right. Be messy or die trying. Like whatever. <laughs> I've already shout gave my shout out to Neo. Um, but shout out, out to there. Summer Walker too. Summer Walker. Oh, oh, I don't know if yeah. you guys are familiar with her, oh. but like, go check her out. She's dope. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out, um, of course, the Aux DJ. We're going through a, a rebranding phase, but we'll be back. 2019 is our year. Um, and also, shout out to 50 Cent and Ja Rule. I know we're talking about beefs a lot, but this is one long-ass beef. I really pray that Nikki and Cardi don't go on this long, uh, have a 15-, 16-year-old beef like 50 Cent and Ja Rule. But shout out to those two. Um, shout out to Ashanti and the whole Murder Inc. crew. I don't know. This is just a random shout out, but super yeah. random. <laughs> yeah, super random. I'm like, but they had hits. You know, maybe they'll get their roses one day on one episode. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Shout out to all my friends and families, and of course, shout out to you guys for listening and sticking through this um this episode. And we will be back next week.